From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Welcome to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I'm your host, Mike De Niro. Happy Labor Day, everybody. Thank you for joining us today on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. We got a super stack show for you today. Today is going to be all about last night's AEW all-out pay-per-view. One of the most newsworthy, one of the most giving, one of the most amazing pay-per-views in AEW history. We're going to be talking all about it today. We're going to go in-depth on all the happenings all the surprise debuts, all the match of the year contenders. Ooh, what a show that was. We're also going to be talking all about the future of the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. There's a lot of great things happening, and we're going to be taking this baby to the next level. So stay tuned for that. But before we get into the show, I want to thank all our fans from all over the world. Thank you so much for supporting the Wrestling DeLorean podcast and riding with us on a daily basis. We appreciate all the support. If you don't already, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod, on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod, on Twitter at W underscore DeLorean Pod, and make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. You don't want to miss out on all the cool shit happening on YouTube. Let's get into the Super Stack Show because I, I'm excited to talk about everything that went down. We got to talk about it. Let's get into it right now. Welcome to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Once again, I appreciate you letting me into your morning routine. Even on this Labor Day, even on this federal holiday, you are letting me into your morning routine. And I appreciate all our fans from all over the world. I'm talking about Mexico. I'm talking about Canada, the UK. Ireland, Germany, Brazil, uh, Chile. We got fans in Chile, Indonesia, South Africa. We got fans in Cambodia. We got fans in Philippines. We got fans from Russia. Thank you so much for all the support. We appreciate all our global fans. We appreciate all our fans rocking with us here in the United States of America. Thank you so much. We are here. We are live. We're going to be talking about AEW All Out. A lot of people are considering it the greatest AEW pay-per-view. I am going to have to say I strongly agree. I don't have one bad thing to say about AEW All Out. So right off the bat, if you're a WWE apologist, you're not going to like this show. If you're an AEW hater, you're not going to like this show. If you found anything wrong... Well, last night's show, I mean, your opinion is welcomed. This is, I'm not, you know, a Gestapo. Everybody's opinion matters. But as a wrestling fan, how do you not just fall in love with this company more and more, especially after last night's show? 
How do you not just lose yourself in the excitement of what's going on? There is something for everybody on AEW's pay-per-views, on AEW's shows. It's it's hard to find what is wrong with AEW. There is not much to talk about when you want to talk about the negative side of AEW. So, without further ado, the news and notes around the wrestling world literally is how we start off the show, but it's literally everything that happens in this pay-per-view. The news and notes around the wrestling world is all the happenings of this pay-per-view, the debuts, the surprises, the matches of this pay-per-view. So, we're going to merge the news and notes and our all-out review all in one. Like I said right off the bat, I want to say that I think that this show was absolutely phenomenal. I think that it broke my scale. I was not a fan of Dave Meltzer breaking his five-star scale, but that's up to him. And I was like, you know what? If your scale's out of five, you can't be giving out 5.5s. You can't be giving out sixes. You can't be giving out sevens, Dave. But I finally understand. When something exceeds your expectations, it's hard to keep it on a scale of one to five. So out of five stars, I give AEW All Out a six out of five stars. I am that big of a fan of this show. I think that this show could have done no wrong. It was in front of the right crowd, in the right time, with the right atmosphere, with the right roster, with the right card. This match, this show, this night was a phenomenal, phenomenal night for so many reasons that we're about to get into right now. So, let's talk about it. AEW All Out 2021, live from Chicago, Illinois at the Now Arena. This is the anniversary of All In, the show that revolutionized professional wrestling. We are here in the same arena that that legendary show took place. And this show started out hot. We're not going to talk about the pre-show, even though we had a really good matchup between the HFO versus the Jurassic Express and the Best Friends. Here we're going to be talking right on the, we're going to go right to the main card. We start out hot, AEW TNT Championship matchup to start off the show. Like I said on the Dirty Heels podcast, I thought that this was going to be one of the sleeper matches of the night. And boy, was I right. We start out with Eddie Kingston versus Miro for the TNT Champion. And this was an amazing, amazing match to start off the show. This was such well paced. It was so good. I really enjoyed how everything on this in this matchup made sense. The chemistry made sense. The chemistry between them made sense. It was just a great hard-hitting matchup. This crowd was so behind Eddie Kingston. But in the end, Miro picks up the victory. But still, you got to give your hat off to Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston killed it during this matchup. I am... After this, I was like, yo, this started out hot. Where do you go from here? But honestly, hats off to both Eddie Kingston and Miro. I give that match a strong 4 out of 5. I loved every second of it. It was a real nod to... In my opinion, when I was watching it, I thought this was a real nod to the old school All Japan days of Masawa and Kobashi. I thought that you had two bohemians coming at it and they're fucking just two bulls locking horns here. It really reminded me of like the old school All Japan, but... That's just me. Speaking of All Japan, speaking of Japan, speaking of New Japan, New Japan, All Japan, legendary wrestler Satoshi Kojima made his way back to the United States. He goes against John Moxley in the second matchup on this show. I really enjoyed this matchup as well. This matchup was a great, great matchup. Strong style was unleashed in this matchup. 
John Moxley and Kojima was just tearing the house down. Yo, Kojima does not age. Kojima looks like he is still in the early 2000s, and him and John Moxley put on a show. I really enjoyed it. In the end, John Moxley picks up the victory after two paradigm ships. Ships. Paradigm shifts. Not paradigm ship. Maybe, maybe John Moxley will have his own cruise ship, kind of like uh, Chris Jericho, and call it the Paradigm Ship. But right now, at this time, it is the Paradigm Shift. John Moxley picks up the victory. Crowd's hot. Moxley's boasting in the ring. He's, you know, celebrating, blah, blah, blah. And then, by the way, shouts to John Moxley for rocking the GCW hoodie. John Moxley's your current and new GCW champion. He won it on Saturday against, uh, he beat. Matt Cardona, it's now announced that it will be John Moxley versus Nick Gage. Shouts to John Moxley for being the new GCW champion and representing that company proudly here on AEW All Out. Anyway, after the matchup, while John Moxley was in the ring, familiar music hits, and surprise, surprise, the man who I thought was going to answer the challenge to John Moxley does here, and we get none other than the great the legendary, the psychotic Minoru Suzuki. He is here at All Out. He comes out. The crowd's going wild for Minoru Suzuki. John Moxley and Minoru Suzuki go face-to-face. They have a back-and-forth. Suzuki gets the better of John Moxley and hits the gotch-style pile driver onto John Moxley. Suzuki stands tall in the middle of the ring, and it is announced that this upcoming Dynamite on Wednesday live from John Moxley's hometown in Cincinnati will be getting Minoru Suzuki versus John Moxley for the first time in the United States. I'm extremely excited for that matchup. I'm extremely excited it's going down live on TV on AEW television. This whole segment, including the match, strong four out of five stars. Everything was just fun. Everything just felt great. Everything felt great. I enjoyed this. When we come back from this commercial break, we're going to be talking about the second title match on this night. It is the AEW Women's Championship matchup. Chris Statlander versus Britt Baker. And then from there, we're going to be talking about the rest of the card, including what I think is the match of the year so far. And maybe one of the greatest cage matches of all time. So we'll we'll be right back and we'll talk all about that. So stay tuned. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
powerful as Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. We're about to get into the second title match of the night here on All Out. The women's championship matchup between Chris Statlander and Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Two women that have been here since the early days of AEW. Both grew so much as performers, and you can see that here. So let's get into this really good matchup here for the AEW Women's Champion, Chris Statlander versus the Doc, Britt Baker, DMD. Let me just say that Britt Baker is one of the most over women in AEW. She's one of the most over wrestlers in general in AEW. When they announce her and they do the whole DMD, that crowd goes ballistic. They all say in unison and it is very catchy. So shouts to Britt Baker because all out 2019, Britt Baker, Chris Statlander, they were in the uh, Casino Battle Royal. And they were two women that had potential, but weren't quite there yet. All Out 2021, Chris Statlander, Britt Baker are two of the pillars of this women's division in AEW. Not only that, but they are two of the most well-rounded, well-wrestled, and overall, great performers, the pillar of this women's division. This matchup was great. Both women put on a show. They busted their ass. Really cool moment here when Orange Cassie was outside trying to get Britt Baker, well, trying to get uh, Statlander back into the ring. He actually showed mad emotion, which is something that he doesn't usually do. Britt Baker with a nod to her fiance hitting the Panama City Sunrise for the two count. That was a really close near fall. The crowd was into this like crazy. In the end, Britt Baker wins with the lockjaw submission. She is still your AEW Women's Champion. I give this matchup a strong 3.5 out of 5 stars. This match was great. Next, we got Andrade El Idolo cutting a promo. He wanted to fight Pac. He is accusing Chavo Guerrero of canceling Pac's flight. Maybe we got some dissension already between Guerrero and uh, Chavo. Well, no, Chavo and Andrade. Maybe this leads to, in my opinion, maybe this leads to Chavo breaking off with uh, Andrade. And we have Ric Flair become the the manager for Andrade, which would be freaking awesome. And it makes sense. We see it in AAA. Ric Flair is the father-in-law of Andrade. But yeah, it is announced that this Friday on Rampage, it will be Andrade El Idolo versus Pac. The match that was supposed to go down tonight is now going down on Rampage for free. Next, we're going to be talking about the AEW Tag Team Championship matchup, the Steel Cage matchup between the Lucha Bros and the Young Bucks. This matchup blew me away. This was by far, in my opinion, one of the greatest tag team matches I ever saw, one of the greatest cage matches I ever saw, and by far the match of the year for AEW and for any company at this point. 
There is no matchup right now that is as exciting. There is no matchup right now that is as big and as impactful as the Lucha Bros versus the Young Bucks this year. Don't tell me Edge versus Seth Rollins. Don't tell me, oh, but Will Ospreay in the Tokyo Dome had a classic. Like, yeah, you know, there's a lot of great matches this year. A lot of great wrestling this year. But what match had the feel, the vibe, the atmosphere, the action, the the fucking emotion of the Lucha Bros versus the Young Bucks inside of the Steel Cage? I am even close to saying that this might be the greatest AEW match of all time. Of all time. The Lucha Bros come out. They have a live performance. Coming them, uh, what's called? They're, the people that do their uh, entrance theme are performing them to the ring. They come out with the Aztec uh, headgears looking like fucking superstars. This crowd's going ballistic. The Lucha Bros are looking like megastars here. Out come the Young Bucks. Hollywood Nick Jackson with his uh, Hulk Hogan, Hollywood Hulk Hogan uh, Fu Manchu. Matt Jackson here. Yo, this was insane. This matchup brought the violence. This matchup brought the chemistry. This matchup brought the the psychology. This matchup brought everything you want to see in a steel cage match. This matchup was it. This is it, Chief. There was a moment here where Nick Jackson pulls out a Nike sneaker with thumbtacks glued to the bottom like he did way back in the day in PWG. And he super kicked the fuck out of Pentagon Jr. Then they shredded him up. Pentagon and Phoenix were bloody messes, but nothing could hold these guys down. There was a moment here where the loudest crowd pop for a two count that I've heard in a long, long time. After shredding up Pentagon Jr., ripping his mask and having him bleak buckets, we had the Young Bucks hit the BTE trigger onto Pentagon Jr. for a two count, a really close near fall, and this crowd went ballistic. This crowd went ape shit. They were strongly behind the Lucha Bros finally earning their World Tag Team Championships. And in the end, that is exactly what happens. Phoenix was on fire during this matchup. He hit a holy shit dive from the top of the cage. They hit the uh, assisted packet pile driver on um, Nick Jackson. And in the end, Phoenix and Pentagon Jr. are your new AEW Tag Team Champions, the only titles to change hands tonight on All Out. Finally, it has happened. The Lucha Bros are finally the Tag Team Champions for the greatest tag team division in professional wrestling, AEW. This is just amazing, amazing moment. They deserve it. I always say how the Lucha Bros are probably the best tag team in the world. This was an amazing match. I was marking the fuck out. Holy shit. Match of the year. Match of the fucking year. This match right here. Five out of five stars. I may be even being a little, you know. I I, I think that I could have broke the scale with this matchup alone. This matchup could have took a 5.5. It was that fucking good. This matchup was phenomenal. Like I said, I'm extremely proud of the Lucha Bros. Damn, bruh. 
The Lucha Bros are the tag team champions. This was the greatest cage match I've ever saw. This was the greatest AEW matchup I ever saw. This was better than uh, Hangman and Omega versus the Young Bucks. This was better than Omega versus Pac Iron Man match. This was better than... Shit, you name it. What matchup was better than this matchup? This was better than Blood and Guts. This was better than Stadium Stampede. This I put this over... Uh, Cody and Dustin. This was just a phenomenal, phenomenal matchup. Go out of your way to see this matchup. Next, we had the Women's Casino Battle Royal. If you don't know the rules, there's way too many rules to talk about. But I'm going to talk about the entrances here. First came out the clubs. It was Sky Blue, Sheeta, Abaddon, The Bunny, and Emi Sakura. They fought for three and a half minutes until the Diamonds came out. Anna J, Kira Hogan, Kylan King, Diamante, and Nyla Rose. Then the Hearts came out. It was Thunder Rosa, Penelope Ford, Rio, Jamie Hayter, and Big Swole. Then the Spades came out. Ty Conti, Red Velvet, Layla Hirsch, Jade Cargill, and Rebel. And finally, the wild card, the debut of Ruby Soho. I called it on the Dirty Hills podcast. A lot of people saw this coming, but... How could you not be excited for Ruby Soho, who is not only here, but is officially signed to AEW. She looks like she is rejuvenated. She looks like she is reinvented. The crowd went absolutely ballistic for her, making her debut here for AEW here in her hometown of Chicago. The matchup came down to Ruby Soho and Thunder Rosa. I would love to see these women in a one-on-one matchup. I think that would be a great, great matchup. In the end, though, with a lot of drama... A lot of uh, a lot of uh, suspense. It came down to Ruby Soho and Thunder Rosa fighting on the outside, and Ruby Soho picks up the victory here in her debut. She is now your number one contender. She beat all the women here in the uh, women's battle royal. Really cool to see her there. Really cool moment. Great debut for Ruby Soho. I give this. A, it was a strong, strong battle royal. I give it a three out of five stars. I enjoyed it. There was nothing that I didn't enjoy on this. A match that I certainly enjoyed was the final fight. Chris Jericho putting his career on the line against MJF. This was a phenomenal matchup. And we're going to talk all about it and the rest of the card when we come back from this commercial break. So stay tuned. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We just just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington for challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're about to finish up the show here. We got, we have four huge matches to talk about here, including the final fight, Chris Jericho versus MJF. You know, with all the superstars being brought into AEW, I thought this was the swan song for Chris Jericho and his in-ring career. I was wrong. This was a phenomenal, phenomenal matchup. Let's start from the beginning. Chris Jericho, well, first MJF comes out, right? But he trolls the fuck out of the crowd because we got the countdown to Jericho. I thought this was a good homage to Jericho's debut for the WWE, and I thought that that's what they were going with here. I thought Jericho may have brought back some old gear, maybe, having an old school feel. But in the end, it was not. It was indeed MJF trolling the crowd. He comes out with Chris Jericho's old school, uh, what's called, entrance video. MJF just knows how to be amazing, amazing, amazing heel. Chris Jericho then comes out with a live guitar performance from the guitarist of Fozzie playing Judas as the crowd sings the lyrics, which was a great, great move. I just think that the guitar was a little too loud, so you really couldn't hear the crowd too much. But in the end, really cool moment here. MJF and Chris Jericho had the intensity. They fought all over the arena. At one point, Chris Jericho took a... I forgot what you call those, a station, a station, a station, a station, whatever the fuck you call those things. You know when you, those things that like separate lines and all that? No, you don't, no. You know what, check it out on my Instagram, I'll put a clip of it, just forget I said anything. But he threw this big ass metal pipe at fucking MJF's head and that shit could have ended so bad, but still, the, the intensity was here. You could tell that these two guys hated each other. Uh... There was a lot of intensity. Chris Jericho pulling out the hits, showing that he could still go, hitting the, hitting a huge Herakurana, hitting the uh, springboard into the drop kick on the side of the ring, hitting the huge lion salt, hitting the Judas effect. Chris Jericho really looked like he was a million bucks. He looked like he was still wrestling to a top top level. Like he never missed a step, which is really really good. In the end, though, MJF hits. Chris Jericho with Floyd the Bat while Aubrey Edwards was distracted by Wardlow. And then he hits Chris Jericho with the Judas effect. One, two, three. MJF picks up the victory here. Chris Jericho retires, but no. Chris Jericho had his foot on the ropes. This was an emotional roller coaster. Paul Turner comes out. He says that he's seen Chris Jericho's foot on the ropes. They restart the matchup. Chris Jericho hits... Uh, MJF with the Judas effect, and then hits him with the Walls of Jericho. Well, puts on the Walls of Jericho on MJF. MJF taps out, and Chris Jericho is here to stay. He does not retire. He is still here. He's still going to be competing in in in-ring action. Your winner, Chris Jericho. The inner circle comes out to celebrate. The whole crowd sings Judas. This was phenomenal. The emotions that this match had, the emotional rollercoaster that this match put us on was just insane. I gave this match a strong three and a half out of five stars. I enjoyed it. Speaking of an emotional roller coaster, up next is the moment that a lot of fans tuned in for, the moment that a lot of fans were excited for. 
it is now time for the seven years of inactivity for CM Punk to come to an end. It is Darby Allen versus CM Punk. And this matchup lived up to the hype. CM Punk comes out, got new gear, rocking the long tights. First time he's rocking the long tights, right? Darby Allen gets a really good entrance as well. Shows a video package beforehand. This crowd's going absolutely apeshit for CM Punk. CM Punk looks like he hasn't missed a step. Yes, maybe he needs to get the cardio back up, but he hasn't wrestled in seven years. Cut the man some slack. I, I see people online like, yo, CM Punk needs to, you know, work on his cardio. If you remember Christian Cage versus Kaz, which was Christian Cage's his first match in AEW, right? His first solo match. Christian Cage looked winded, he looked gassed, and he looked like he needed to shake the rust off. Now Christian Cage is in the main event looking like he hasn't missed a beat. CM Punk just needs to get back into the swing of things. That's all it is. Everybody like, well, he don't got what it takes anymore. Shut up. He, he needs to get back in the swing of things. It's been seven years. Give CM Punk some matches, and I guarantee you he's going to be back in the swing of things. This right here, this night, CM Punk looked great. He was in great shape. Him and Darby Allen put on a really good wrestling match, a hell of a wrestling match. CM Punk's game was to ground the high-flying daredevil Darby Allen, which he did. There was a lot of chemistry here, a lot of uh, psychology with CM Punk trying to ground him. Uh, Darby Allen hitting high-intensity moves every chance he could get. In the end, CM Punk hits the go-to sleep onto Darby Allen for the three-count. We have a great, great matchup for the in-ring return of CM Punk. I really enjoyed this. I give this matchup a 3.5 out of 5 for a good matchup and a great moment to have Punk back. I was really enjoying this. I think that CM Punk, once again, will shake off the rust, but he looks like he hasn't missed a beat, and I think that he's going to be putting on great matches with a lot of great wrestlers from here to come. After this, Sting comes out. He shakes CM Punk's hand. CM Punk and Sting raise Darby Allen to... He, they pick Darby Allen off the ground. They raise each other's hand. Good sign of respect here shown by CM Punk. And yeah, it was a great, great moment. Next, we got the in-ring debut of Paul White going against QT Marshall. This was pretty much a squash match. QT Marshall loses quite quickly to a big uh, chokeslam by Paul White. It was a good match to have in between the main event and the CM Punk match because you knew the emotions of the crowd was going to be going crazy. So you needed to have them, like, cool off a little bit before the main event. You don't want them to burn out, you know what I mean? Got a couple promos here. We have it announced Minoru Suzuki versus Mox on Dynamite. Malachi Black cuts a promo on Dustin Rhodes. It will be Malachi Black versus Dustin Rhodes on Dynamite as well, which is a really, really big matchup. Stag Dynamite for Cincinnati. Main event time, we have Christian Cage versus Kenny Omega for the AEW Heavyweight Champion. This matchup was great. This matchup was everything that the Rampage matchup was a couple weeks back and more. That's why I believe it was a really, really good uh, way to have these guys break each other in. Because this matchup was a thousand miles per hour instead of the feeling out process that Rampage had. You got to, you know work each other out and feel feel each other. So it's like now when you guys meet again at All Out, you're going to have one hell of a matchup, which they did. So the plan worked really, really cool. Kenny Omega pulling out some of his classic cleaner shit, like the double foot stomp onto the 
onto the table. Christian Cage hitting a huge spear onto a table, which looked like he almost got impaled by the legs of the table. This matchup was just insane. In the end, it was Kenny Omega who wins the matchup with a top rope, one-winged angel onto Christian Cage. One, two, three. Kenny Omega is still your world heavyweight champion. But the show is not done yet. The Elite come out for the post-match beatdown of Christian Cage. The Young Bucks, the Good Brothers, Nakazawa, Brandon Cutler, they're all putting the beats on Christian Cage. Then you had the Jurassic Express come out, but they are not going to be able to even the odds. The Elite puts the beats down on the Jurassic Express as well. The lights go out, and boom, out comes Adam Cole, baby. Adam Cole makes his debut for AEW here. The rumors are true. Adam Cole is here. And Adam Cole comes into the ring. Crowd's going ape shit. They think that Adam Cole's going to take out the elite. But no. Swerve. Adam Cole super kicks. Jungle Boy. He is with the elite. Adam Cole says that the elite is the most dominant force in wrestling today. And that's how we're going to end the show. Adam Cole says that he is now officially all elite. Adam Cole hands the mic to Kenny Omega to do the goodbye and good night. And then when he is saying goodbye, good night, boom. Brian Danielson makes his debut. He comes out. He joins forces with Christian Cage. He comes out. He joins forces with the Jurassic Express. And they take out the elite. We have two big-ass debuts here. We had the debut of Adam Cole and Brian Danielson back-to-back. The crowd is going crazy. The yes chants are live and in effect here. This was just a phenomenal moment. A great, great way. An amazing way to end off an amazing pay-per-view. This matchup and segment with the ending here, I give this a 5 out of 5 stars. The matchup was phenomenal. The post-matchup shit with the debuts of Brian Danielson and Adam Cole was absolutely insane, phenomenal. The crowd ate it all up. Once again, this was the right shit to do in front of the right crowd. I loved it. This whole show was just absolutely insane. The greatest AEW show of all time. This seems like it is a new era for AEW. What's going to happen on Dynamite? We got Mox versus Suzuki. We have Adam Cole and Brian Danielson debuting on Dynamite. We have Malachi Black versus Dustin Rhodes. This is a new era for AEW, and I am so excited. This is just one step closer to pro wrestling utopia, it seems. AEW is firing on all cylinders, and there's not a wrestling company in the world today that could touch the momentum of AEW right now. This show is a strong 6 out of 5 stars. Broke the scale. I enjoyed it. Wow. So tomorrow we're going to go back to our regular, you know, our regular formats. We'll have the news. We'll talk about some classic wrestling shit. And we'll be talking about tonight's Monday Night Raw. So make sure you tune in to the Wrestling DeLorean podcast tomorrow. Make sure you enjoy your Labor Day. Stay safe. Stay positive. Stay happy. Follow us on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Follow us on TikTok and Twitter at W underscore DeLorean. W underscore DeLorean Pod. Follow us and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure you download the podcast. Leave a comment. Subscribe. I appreciate all the support, guys. Love you guys. Check us out tomorrow here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Have a great day.
From iHeart Podcasts, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade, starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.